My name is Dr. Whitney Fafalade, and I am a pharmacist, a photographer, and a writer who is on a mission to complete and do everything God has called me to do. Thanks for tuning in today and sit back and enjoy the episode. Hello, 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 listener. How are you? I hope everything is good with you. Um, I wanted to come back because I finally can say that, look, I'm splashing the tea today. Today, y'all are getting all the tea. Y'all are getting the shege. You are getting the drama as to what went down in 2023. And obviously, I'm going to say that... The information that I'm giving you guys, I'm not going to disseminate any personal information about anyone. Um, I'm just going to talk to you about what happened to me. So um, if you know the people that I'm talking about, if you think you know the people that I'm talking about, I would like to tell you that you should avoid um, speaking disparaging comments about those people. I'm not going to speak disparagingly about anything here. I'm just going to discuss the facts. As a matter of fact, I have already have, I already have a write-up so that way I don't talk out of terms because I want to make sure that whatever that I do, especially when it comes to discussing, um, my life, it's going to glorify God. It's going to show who God is. And at the end of the day, I'm not going to talk bad about anyone. I'm not going to pull anyone down. I don't do that cyber bullying stuff because nah, like it's not going to fly here. I don't like when people are bullied and I will not engage in bullying. So with that being said, I would like to say that if you know me personally, and you know the people that I'm talking about, just don't think that I'm talking bad about them or don't judge them for whatever so if you still have you know relationships with these people that is all fine and dandy um but i'm just gonna tell you the facts because yeah that's what we're gonna do so i want to talk to you guys about my engagement this segment is going to be dedicated to um the engagement and what happened during the engagement because I know that if you listen to my previous conversations on this podcast about where I was back in 2021, um, maybe during the, let's say, I'm trying to think, I would like to say that the second podcast episode that I um, published, I was already engaged. Yes, I definitely was engaged because it was May. And I got engaged in February of 2022. So through the midst of that fiery testimony, right, I got engaged. And then on the latter part of uh, when things got better for me in terms of um, my career, um, I was getting married. I was getting prepared to be married. So I just want to talk about what happened during the engagement because I think it's very interesting. And I always try to take prior um, life events and learn from them. And I learned a lot from this one. So let's talk about it. So the engagement was in February of 2022. It actually happened on a Sunday 
and I remember it was a Sunday because it was a Super Bowl Sunday. So I remember that day uh, we were just hanging out and I was told that I was going to go to a Super Bowl party. So I was just told to get dressed, essentially, like make sure you're dressed because, you know, we have this Super Bowl party to go to. And I was like, okay, cool. So, you know, I made myself up, made myself to be looking all nice because I figured I was going to be in front of people that day. And I wanted to make sure that everything was good. And so in the morning, um, I got a call from my dad. And my dad randomly called me because he usually calls me on the weekends. And he was like, hey, I'm just checking in with you. How are you? And I'm like, hey, dad, I'm doing good. You know, back and forth banter. And then he told me, he was like, hey, yeah, I'm going to see you at six, right? And I was like, huh? <laughs> I was like, what? Why are you seeing me at six? My dad lives in another state. I live in another state. So what do you what do you mean seeing me at six? Like, huh? Like I I just honestly I didn't I wanted to ask him what he meant, but I didn't even ask because I was just like, my dad's getting old, man. He's this man is clearly confused about what he's telling me. And you know, my um ex-partner at the time had overheard this conversation and so he took the phone he was like hey can I take the phone for a second and then he took the phone from me and stepped out in another room I didn't think too much about it but I I do remember that happening and I was like okay somebody's confused I don't I don't know what's happening right so fast forward fast forward and you know it's getting around the time where the Super Bowl would start and so I'm like okay like you know if you're watching the Super Bowl you're gonna watch the Super Super Bowl from beginning to the end at the said Super Bowl party. So it got to a point where I'm like, I know the Super Bowl is starting and I'm still at home. Why am I still at home? Like we're missing, we're missing the party. That's what that's what was happening in my mind. That's what was going on in my brain. Like, oh, we must be getting to this party late because you know, Super Bowl parties, you get there before the Super Bowl starts. And so my, um, the person that I was with at this time was like, oh, I have a meeting that I have to attend and then and then we can go. So I'm like, what you mean you got a meeting during Super Bowl Sunday? Like who holds a meeting on Super Bowl Sunday? And uh, like it was just mad confusion. <laughs> hey, look, from the look, from the beginning of this engagement, it was confusion all up and throughout. Right. So I was confused. I'm like, huh? Why are you, why do you need to actually be on this meeting, meeting call during the Super Bowl? Like, it was just so confusing, but I was like, okay, whatever, right? That, that was the second thing that stood out to me. I was like, okay, whatever. And so he starts his meeting and then um, he's like, hey, somebody wants to talk to you during the, fun- during the meeting. So I'm like, mm-hmm. this is a business meeting for you and somebody wants to talk to me? on your business meeting like what this is weird so I sit down in front of the uh the camera and I'm like hello hello and you know um everything was on zoom so I'm like hello hello who is it blah blah blah. and it was one of my ex-partner's business associates in which I knew I I knew this person so he was like hey how are you like how you doing and I'm like I'm good what do you want (laughs) Like, I don't know this person on a friendly level. I know this person, like, business-wise. Like, this person is business associates with my, you know, with my 
boyfriend at the time. So I'm just like, what do you want? Why do you, why do you want to talk to me? And so he's just talking to me or whatever. And like the zoom, the way the zoom is set up is that it's like on speaker mode. So whenever the speaker speaks, it highlights the person who's speaking. So I just see his face. And then all of a sudden I'm seeing like other people's faces that I know in the meeting. Cause I'm hearing their voices too. Like, you know, you know how some people be on Zoom. Some people don't know how to mute up. And this was 2022. So at this point, everybody knew what Zoom was. But at the same time, you know, some people just don't know how to use the mute button. So I'm seeing other people on the call and I'm like, what? You know, and for me, like I know how to use Zoom. So I back out of speaker mode and I see it on the other mode. The what is it? Gallery mode. And I'm seeing there's like 50 people on this Zoom and it's people that I know. It's like people from all walks of life, like people that I know that I live with or that I see, you know, day to day in LA, people that I know from Houston, people, people that I knew from high school, people that I knew from college, people that I knew from pharmacy school. I'm like, oh, I'm seeing a lot of people. And then I see, I see, you know, some of my parents, you know, I see, um, I, well, okay. Some of my parents, what I mean by that is that I see people who raised me on the call. So I'm like, what? Like, oh my gosh, like, all right, whatever. And so I started realizing that, oh, I'm about to get engaged. I'm about to be proposed to. And so I'm just kind of like saying hi to people. Hi everybody. Da, da, da. And you know, I guess my, you know, my ex fiance at the time is kind of like pacing back and forth. He ends up just taking my hand and you know, we're on camera, but we're on zoom. And he basically goes into this whole, you know, speech about how we've been together for X amount of years and all this extra stuff. And he starts to tear up. And, you know, for me, I'm, I'm just encouraging him like, you know, it's all right. You know, finish your finish your speech. I'm here to listen to you. You know, being that, you know, cute little, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm trying to soak it all in. And I know that he's like super nervous about it. So. I'm like, I, I think I had my hand on his shoulder and I'm like smiling, like almost kind of like encouraging him. Like, it's okay, you know, speak, speak from your heart and things like that. And he tells me, he's like, you know, I really wanted to, you know, propose to you earlier, but you know, COVID happened and da, 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 blah, blah, blah. So it gets to the point where he, I don't even know if he really asked me because this is 2024. I'm, I'm recalling these events like two years later, but, um, I think, well, yeah, he asked me, will you marry me? And of course I said, yes. And everyone on the call is like, yay, woohoo, oh my gosh, ah, love, black love, black love. You know, it's it's a really joyous moment. Um, and, you know, he gives me a kiss and we, we, give, we give each other a long hug. And, uh, you know, I'm just kind of like showing the camera the ring, like, oh my gosh, I'm engaged, I'm engaged. And, you know, at this time, I was still suffering. <laughs> <laughs> At this time, I was still suffering, going through Shegget with my whole drama with residency and just trying to get a life. I was really trying to get my life together and I'm sitting here waving around this ring. And of course, that's the engagement. That's basically what happens during the engagement. That's how the engagement was. It was via Zoom. And it was because like... At the time, you know, we had so many important people displaced in so many places and the easiest way to do it was Zoom because I had told my partner then, I was like, you know, I want to be engaged and I want to be engaged in front of my family. I want to be engaged in front of people who know me well to experience this thing. 
so that was the engagement. Um, I would like to add, this is a 2024 comment adding to the 2022, you know, event. You know, I think about that time and it's so funny because there was people who were actually missing on that call who needed to be there on that call that day. There was people who didn't get the invite. Um, there was people who, um, couldn't attend. There was people who missed out on attending such an event. And I remember, you know, um, a lot of people were confused about the timing because the person who put this all together, <laughs> the, my ex-partner essentially told people, Hey, you know, the engagement is going to be at so, so, so time, which was going to be 6 PM our time, but that's 8 PM Houston time. And you know, the people in Houston didn't realize that the people in LA or the time in LA was a two hour difference. And so it was, it was a lot of confusion, but I think the fact that people were confused about stuff, it, sometimes I think about it and I'm like, Hmm, this motif of confusion is coming up a lot. Maybe I was missing something that I needed to see at the moment, but yeah, that is the engagement. So I'll leave the, uh, I'll leave the segment for the way it is now. I kind of want to talk about these in segments cause I don't want to bore you and I don't want to talk and deviate from what I want to talk about. So that is the engagement for you. I'll come back and I'll talk to you about the next thing after the engagement. Thanks for listening. right all right all right so thank you for coming back to my next segment in which i'm going to be talking about the premarital counseling ooh la la premarital counseling by the way i didn't tell you in the previous segment but i need you to take 30 seconds to a minute okay i'm going to be talking while you're doing this so ready set go i need you to find a good snack i need you to find some hot cheetos some Takis, maybe some popcorn. If you're into cookies, brownies, if you're into potato chips, go ahead and find those things because I think you're really going to enjoy this segment. You're going to enjoy this segment and the segments that follow. And I need you to make sure that you have something to munch on because you're really going to enjoy it. But at the same time, I want you to enjoy, enjoy. So go ahead and grab your favorite snack. You might as well grab a nice little beverage. If you're into soda, if you're into water, if you're into wine, you can do that too, right? Or maybe you're into coffee or tea. Go ahead and grab those things because you're going to need it. And I think it's going to add to this entire listening experience, right? Okay. So I think I've given you over a minute. I've given you over a minute because I've blessed you with some extra time to get those things. So if you're not... If you don't have anything in your hand right now, or if you don't have anything to drink right now, I pity you. I pity you because you may actually be needing something to, to be eaten or drinking during this segment. So I warned you. Don't say I didn't warn you. Okay. All right. Okay. So let's talk about premarital counseling, right? So shortly after the engagement, my spiritual father was like, I need to get you guys prepared for this marriage. You know, it's easy to prepare for a wedding. And actually, I mean, you know what? I'm, I'm speaking from someone who actually had to, you know, do a lot of logistics for the wedding and stuff like that. It's not easy. It's not. Um, there are secrets 
in order to making it easy but typically preparing for a wedding and you know doing all that wedding stuff it's not easy it's really not easy especially for a bride because you know the western world and not even the western world anymore the world in general tends to wrap the entire wedding around this notion of the bride it's like the bride is the important person the groom is not the important person and so because of that there's a lot of pressure on the bride to do a lot of things to 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 basically plan for a lot of things and usually the the groom just shows up with his you know outfit and that's about it and so um not all it's not always like that but that's how it usually is and you know we'll talk about um some of the challenges that I went through. I can actually probably talk about it now, but let's talk about premarital counseling really quickly. So premarital counseling was a definite prerequisite for me personally. I wanted to go into counseling uh, before I get married to someone because I think it's important. Um, and of course my spiritual father was is somebody who has been mentoring me for over 10 years. So this was kind of some, something that was almost kind of like ingrained in me just because I was under his leadership, under his mentorship. And of course, premarital counseling was also going to be a prerequisite because I wanted, um, or, okay, I'm saying I, but it was agreed between me and my partner at the time, my previous partner at the time, that we wanted my spiritual father who happens to be our pastor to marry us and so there are some pastors who do have this thing in which before they marry a couple they want to do premarital counseling now it really depends on you know the type of church that you attend i know that in uh the catholic church you do have to go through a process and i know through non-denominational churches have their own process and so i grew up in a non-denominational church we went to a non-denominational church and so that was our process from our pastor our pastor wanted us to go through these counseling classes and so these counseling classes basically spoke about a variety of different things it spoke about let me see let me actually go through it i'm gonna pull it up a little bit and just go through some of the things that we were going through so one of the things that we were going through is understanding the point of marriage what is marriage about and of course all of the things that we learned were bible-based so we had scripture we had notes we had practicality in what we were learning and so some of those early lessons were just what what are you guys getting married for you know we have to talk about purpose we have to talk about why we're getting married it's not just because oh we love each other and we've been together for x amount of years and this is the next step no like is there purpose what what do you need from this person or what do you expect in this relationship you know marriage is a covenant and so you have to understand what your end of the bargain is it's very likened to um let me pull up, you know, a person like Abraham, right? Abraham was in a covenant with God, but Abraham had to understand his role. It's not just you coming in and benefiting, benefiting, is that a word? Jesus. It's not a, you about benefiting from a person and then that's it. It's, it's a partnership, it's a covenant. And so marriage is a covenant. And so we were talking about those things. We were talking about finances. We were talking about marital expectations. What do you expect in your home? We were talking about parenting. We even spoke about divorce and remarrying. We spoke about everything. And so I felt like there was information that we knew 
and information that we were getting that was very, very vital. And it's funny because y'all know you guys are hearing me in 2024 talk about something that I was entering into in 2022. Y'all know that I'm not married. Y'all know that this marriage didn't or this. Yeah, this marriage did not go through. And so I kind of wanted to talk about the things that we were talking about in our premarital stages in the premarital counseling that actually kind of stood out to me and it actually started to make me wonder about a few things the first thing that i'll talk about and i think the first thing would probably be the main thing is the fact that as we were going on through these premarital counseling sessions i was feeling very convicted about something that i was not experiencing and the thing that i was being convicted about was the manner or the the matter of the inner witness the matter of the inner witness and what i mean by inner witness is what is the holy spirit telling me about this particular covenant this particular partnership that i'm supposed to walk into holy spirit what are you telling me and i felt like i was getting crickets i felt like i wasn't getting anything and it was bothering me because we got to a point where we started premarital counseling and very shortly afterwards we reached an agreement on a date. Our family sat down and said, okay, bam, you will get married on this month, this day, at this time, at this place, at all this extra stuff. We started booking venues. We started, we were starting to put things together. And it got to a point where once that date was, once we actually quote unquote saved the date, I was, I was getting a little nervous because I was like, okay, well, you know, Lord, I'm not hearing nothing from you. I'm not hearing nothing from you. I'm not expecting to be married, right? I'm not expecting for Gabriel to show up and appear and tell me the goods. But I'm not getting anything and I'm not really feeling 100% comfortable with not getting anything because I know that God has spoken to me in the past regarding certain situations. And the motif of our premarital counseling was before you get into this marriage, you need to hear from God. You need to hear a word from the Lord because your marriage is going to be tested. We were taught that whatever you build will be tested. It's not because, oh, you know, you're going to have problems because you're going to hate each other. No, it was like, okay, there are going to be issues that pop up and you need to be able to know that, you know what? I don't care what issue pops up. I'm going to do this with you because I know that God has endorsed this. And that was what I was having issues with. I was having issues because I didn't feel like God was really endorsing this. And and let me give you some tea because I don't think I even told you, but I'll tell you now. Did you know that I was in a relationship with this person for more than five years? I was in a relationship with this person for more than five years. We're now getting to the point of getting engaged to be married soon. And I was having issues with getting God's endorsement for the, for the deal. It was, it was something that was becoming really, really alarming. And I started, I started panicking. Needless to say, I started panicking. And I remember this is when I started getting cold feet. And that's going to be the topic of the next (laughs) segment. Like I said, I want to give this to you in bite-sized chunks because I don't want you to be bored. So sit back, take a break, take a break. If you didn't grab your snacks, look, I'm telling you now, you better grab your snacks. You better grab two 
or three or four because the next segment is going to be shocking you. Your jaw may be on the floor and I just need you to get ready for that. So stay tuned and I'm coming back with the next segment. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. I hope you took a little break, you know, if you needed to go to the potty or if you needed to pause and do something else. Welcome back. Thanks for um, listening in and I hope you've been enjoying the previous segments. Excuse me. The previous segments so far. So um, this segment is devoted to the cold feet, the cold everything. I had a cold body. Look. You might as well have placed me in a body bag because I was cold. <laughs> so let's talk about it. So, of course, the previous segment I was talking about premarital counseling and things that we were talking about. We were talking about finances. We were talking about leadership. We were talking about spirituality. We were talking about covenants. Almost, I, I started getting cold feet because we started going through these lessons and I started realizing that there are some huge deficits. I started realizing that there were deficits and these deficits were hard to ignore. I think, you know, like I said before, I was in a relationship with this person for more than five years. And when I started this relationship with this person, we started, you know, dating, courting. Um, we, we use the word courtship. So we started courting while we were both in college and you know, in college, we were still just trying to develop a name for ourselves. I mean, we were trying to figure out where things would go. I already knew that I wanted to be a pharmacist. Um, and my previous partner also wanted to be a pharmacist at one point, but then like switched after I entered pharmacy school, which is a whole nother, it's a whole conversation for a different day, man. I, I, I'm going to use that situation for a different message that I want to talk about on the podcast, but you know, we were in college and so we were young, we were broke. We didn't really, we were just pursuing our education. At least I was pursuing my education because that's what I was taught to do. Pursue your education, be an asset because wherever you go, you want to be an asset. You want to be someone that people want on their team. And so that's the way I had been going about things. But, um, during this counseling segment, that is when things were discovered that was when we started realizing these gaps, there, there are multiple gaps and the gaps are far too wide. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tell you this right now, you listener, whether you are married, whether you're divorced, whether you are single as a Pringle, whether you're single in searching, whether you are single and found, heck, if you are single and lost, please listen to me when I say that when you get into a relationship and you start to notice that there are certain gaps in certain aspects between both people that are far too wide or you're starting to notice that there are too many gaps in too many aspects you've got to sit down and reassess you've got to sit down and reassess because that's exactly what started happening so of course we let's say let's say for instance we would talk about spirituality i started realizing that the gap was far too wide. 
the gap was far too wide. I was putting so much investment in a particular area and this person wasn't really putting investment on the area. And then like we would have a discussion about it, right? And I would list my grievances and there was no motivation for change. So I was like, uh, okay, that's a red flag, B- big red flag, right? Then it, Then when we spoke about finances, you know, I'm getting to a point where after the engagement, I started making money and, you know, by the time that we were doing premarital counseling, I was getting, fin- I was finishing up with residency. So I was about to switch and actually start working as an actual person outside of school, making the money that I ought to make at that time. And this person, th- there was a gap there. Now, I'm not going to say that this person was not making any money because for me to say that is a lie. This person was making money, but there were gaps. There were there were some huge deficiencies. And so essentially I was being the breadwinner. I was being the bread, the yeast, the milk, the eggs, the everything, the flour. I was everything, you know, basically <laughs> Every ingredient that you find in bread, that's what I was doing. I was bringing all of the, I was bringing the ingredients of the bread and then I was bringing the, I was bringing the um, actual, what is it? The oven. I was bringing the oven. I was turning on the oven. I was creating match to light the fire, to burn the oven, to make the bread on top of being the breadwinner. It was, it was getting to a point where the gaps were far too wide. Um, Also, when it came to leadership, and this is really important too, leadership. The gap was far too wide. I started recognizing that the person that I was with was very comfortable relinquishing his authority over matters in our relationship. And so essentially I had to be the one who got it like 100% of the time. Like I don't believe in 50-50s relationships and any of that stuff, you know, Um, and and we can talk about that later because that's not the premise of this segment. But I was basically doing 100% and I was doing it 100% of the time. And it got to a point where I was in survival mode. On top of that, because during this cold feed season, on top of that, this was probably when I started really getting cold feet. This was like January, February of 2023. So approximately a year ago, I was having cold feet. I was having cold hands. I was having cold knees, cold elbows, guys. I was getting cold body bag. Like I said, I, you could have put me in a body bag. You could have cremated me. I was cold, dead, dead because I was that cold in terms of how nervous I was getting. In terms of me, you know, planning for the wedding, I'm planning for, should I be here? I'm planning for this. I'm planning for hotel booking here. I'm planning for this. I'm planning for that. And on top of that, I was trying to save money on top of the money that I was already putting in for rent, putting in for bills, putting in for everything. Like there was no way this person could contribute a dime because of the situation they were in. I was in survival mode. I was doing 100%, 100% of the time. And then on top of that, the, the matter of work that I was doing, there was so much pressure placed on me. Like, there was no room for me to breathe. I was doing it all. And I, like, th- this phenomenon occurred in which I went into survival mode. And I'm telling y'all right now, I have never in my life, I have never had to be so masculine in that relationship. The masculine energy was off the charts. I could have had a whole full grown beard. <laughs> I'm pretty
pretty sure if you had saw me a year prior, you would have been like, Whitney, why you why, why you got a beard on? Y'all, I was so masculine. And it was because I had to do everything. And what started happening was that this person was so comfortable relinquishing their authority that the respect started dwindling. The respect started dwindling. I just couldn't see myself respecting this person. I couldn't see myself adequately partnering up with this person. I saw this person as a child. I did not see this person as a partner. I did not see this person as someone who I can look up to. I was looking down on this person and it was changing my idea of, do I want to really marry you? It was crazy because I had thought that, oh, once I get to a point where I would want to say that I want to marry somebody, I'm literally having second thoughts. I'm having, not second, I'm having fourth, fifth, five, six, seven thoughts. (laughs) I was having thoughts, man. And speaking of thoughts, I was also receiving revelation from God. Now around this time, I started getting cold feet. I started pressing into prayer. I was investing hours of prayer each and every day because I was like, God, I'm really not trying to be dramatic here, but I need a word from you. I, I need a direct word from you. I need something that will tell me that this marriage will stand the test of time because you are the one who puts your mark of approval on it. And and sure enough, the Lord was showing me dreams, y'all. The Lord was showing me dreams. And let me tell y'all, okay, so let's talk about the first dream, okay? And like I said, if you don't have your hot Cheetos, if you don't have your popcorn, this is gonna be very dry. So this is your last and final warning. I won't say it again. Grab your chips, grab your potato chips, everything, because you're gonna need it for the dreams that I'm gonna talk about. So let's talk about the first dream. Cause I had, I think I had, I had probably more than five dreams regarding this situation, but I'm gonna talk about the ones that are most important. And then the next segment will just be, eh. The next segment will be the next segment. But anyway, so the first dream that I had was we were in the dream and basically we were in a house and it was it was dark. It was a very dark house. The lights were not on. And I noticed through the window in the neighborhood that there were two burglars that were burglarizing homes. This is something I saw in the dream. I was like, oh my gosh, like these people are burglarizing homes and we're in our own house and you know, my partner's in the dream. And my partner all of a sudden decides to ask me, well, what do we do? What do we, what do we do? And I'm like, I'm telling you that there are people burglarizing homes and you're asking me, what do we do? So I told the person, Well, I told, you know, I told my previous partner, hey, call the cops. That's what we need to do. We need to call the cops because I'm seeing some illegal activity and the cops need to be called, right? So my partner is now like, okay, okay, fine, cool. So I get this perception in the dream that, oh no, these burglars are going to target us next. Like I can see that they're walking up to our home about to burglarize us and the lights are off. So they're probably thinking we're not home. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like in my mind, I'm like, I don't, I I don't have anything in my hand. I don't have anything. And so they, they finally approach us in the home. They burglar, they come into the home and I'm throwing me and my partner, we're throwing bottles of hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer. Can you imagine? We're throwing bottles of hand sanitizer to people who have come to burglarize our home. If I now ask you, listener, what would you have done in that situation? Nine times out of 10, you probably thinking, I'm grabbing the strap. 
I'm grabbing a gun and I'm going to let these people know that they are not to be coming into my home like that, right? Meanwhile, I'm grabbing, me and him are grabbing bottles of hand sanitizer. And of course, this was metaphoric. This basically was meaning that if you were to experience a situation in which you needed to protect yourself, you don't have the proper equipment. You don't have the tools to do it. And of course, when I was going, when I was having that dream, I didn't, it didn't click. But after the dream, maybe shortly after the dream, let's say a few days after that dream, it started clicking. Oh my gosh, this dream is about our marriage. This dream is about what is about to come. This dream is about, this dream is telling me that if I marry this guy, we're not going to be we're not gonna be ready for what's gonna come, right? So that's the first dream. Let's talk about the second dream. Second dream, right? So the second dream, my spiritual parents are in this dream and they are throwing a birthday party for, their, for one of their biological children. So I was in the dream, they're throwing a birthday party for one of their own biological children. And I was there as a person in the, you know, at this birthday party, but the, my spiritual parents were the were the host of this party. And I remember my spiritual father came up to me and he was like, Hey, I have a I have um I have a table. I have a table full of things that I want you to look at and I want you to pick out, you know, what stands out to you. Essentially he showed me a table and it was like a whole bunch of different little trinkets, treasures. You know, in the dream what I saw is I saw perfumes and I saw different things that I'm actually interested in in real life. I love perfumes. I'm a perfume head. And, you know, that's just one of the fun facts about me. But anyways, so he comes up to me in the dream. He's like, pick what you want. You know, whatever, whatever you want on this table, you got it. That's what my spiritual father has said in the dream. And my spiritual mom, who is his wife in real life. I was picking things out and in the dream I was picking something out for my partner as well. So I was picking stuff out for me but then I was like, "Oh, I think my, you know, my partner would like this. I think my partner would like that." And I remember my spiritual mom was like, "Why did you pick that?" Like she was asking me in the dream, "Why would you pick that? Why would you pick that?" And I was like, "Oh, because it's you know, it's cute." And she was like, "Mm-mm, mm-mm." What you picked is not, it's not, it's not that good. Like she was basically, she was talking down. <laughs> My spiritual mom was talking down on the choices that I was making in this dream. And it, it just wasn't even making sense. So I remember I took, I picked one bottle of like perfume up and I was like, I really like this bottle. And she was like, no, this bottle, no, this perfume, the perfume that you picked, it's a dupe. And if you know anything about perfumes and dupes, you know that there's original scents and then there's scents that are basically made to kind of mimic the original scent in an attempt for it to be a little cheaper, more or less expensive, but you're still smelling like the original scent. And so I remember she took it from me and she was like, nah, this has been duped. This has been copied. It's been burned. Why would you pick a, you pick something original. She kept telling me that, pick something original. And I was like, ah, why just let me pick what I want to pick why 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 are we going back and forth like just just let me pick and she, and I remember she just took it from me and just even kept it for herself and I was like why wh why is she doing this I this is what I want now right that's one part of the dream second part of the dream we were in a department store and me and my spiritual mom were in a department store and you know I'm looking at this shoe I'm looking at a shoe and to be honest, the shoe in the dream wasn't even that appealing. But in the dream, I was looking at the shoe and I was kind of like 
very, very like, oh my gosh, this shoe is so cool. Da, da, da. But you know, in the dream, the shoe was big. It was a big shoe. It was far too big for me. And I remember my spiritual mom was like, this shoe is too big for you. Can't you get something your own size? Get something your own size now. Why are you picking this shoe? This shoe, this shoe is not even fine like that. This shoe is too big. Pick something your own size. And I just remember just looking at her like, Can't, why, why is she tripping? Why are you tripping? <laughs> Bro, the dreams I was getting was just, and it was, I'm telling you, like when I was, when I was having these dreams, it was not making sense to me. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure like, as you're listening, you're like, oh my gosh, like, wow. So, and I'm gonna tell you that dream was basically saying a lot. That dream was basically indicative of my spiritual parents noticing something that was going off. And at the time they weren't telling me this stuff. They, they were not telling me some of the things that they were seeing during our counseling sessions. They weren't, they weren't telling me these, these deficits, but it was with, it was actually after the breakup that they started talking about, Hey, the, these, you know, I'm noticing these things. Actually, it wasn't even after the breakup. It was shortly before the breakup. They would mention, Hey, these gaps are far too wide. You guys are, you guys are way too like different in a lot of things and it doesn't make any sense and that dream was basically exactly the way things were happening in real life um i'll talk about two more dreams and then i'll wrap it up and so third dream was ah this third dream so this third dream me and my partner we were on a road we were literally on a black road and we were just walking and i remember our outfit was the outfit that we wore to, I think we wore it to another event in which a wedding was occurring. So even like the, the clothes that we were wearing in this dream, it reminded me of that day that we were in and we were in a wedding event for someone else. And we were walking, walking, walking. Uh, we were holding hands and then suddenly, suddenly the dream now pushes over to me and this person on a roller coaster. We were just on a roller coaster and we were just going loop after loop after loop after loop after loop. We were just on a roller coaster and it was just like, if you can see the way I'm drawing my arms right now, we were just on a loop. We, we just kept looping, 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 looping. And in real life, when I, when I had this dream, I remember writing it down. I still didn't know what it meant. Still didn't know what it meant. I remember I even called my uh, spiritual father and like, I, I'm, this is the dream that I just had. What does it mean? And he's like, <laughs> God bless my spiritual father. God bless my spiritual parents, man. They told, well, my spiritual dad was just kind of like, okay, it looks like you're about to be in for a ride. <laughs> And I'm like, mm? and he was just like, yeah, you're about to be in for a ride, but you know, rest assured that the Holy Spirit is going to be with you every step of the way. And see the way he was prophesying into my life at that time. I, I didn't know what he meant in for a ride. Can you imagine? I didn't know in for a ride meant you're going to break up with this guy and you will see Shege. You will see levels of Shege that you never seen before. That's what it meant. And even after that roller coaster dream, that after the roller coaster dream, we we got after the roller coaster, we kept going for loop to loop. And then after in that dream, 
I was suspended in the air by myself and I was looking over this territory and uh, you know a few other things happened in the dream which I won't go into because that's actually about to be something that I talk about in another um, episode so stay tuned <laughs> but um, yeah so that dream was basically showing me that hey you're about to break up with this dude so get ready you about to break up get ready because y'all about to go through an emotional roller coaster so get ready like God was t- literally telling me like look you're about to go through some stuff because you've been in a relationship with this person for over five years so get ready I'm showing you the end before it begins and yeah and then of course the last dream the last dream was most telling this is what really woke me up and I think after shortly very shortly after this dream maybe about a week or two that's when things actually came to a break literally um so this last dream i was in a car we were both in a car um and we were in my car actually i don't know if it actually means anything but we were in my car and i was sitting in the passenger seat and he was sitting in the driveway excuse me in the driver's seat and we were sitting in a driveway we weren't actually driving but we were just sitting in the driveway of a house and what I noticed in the dream was as I was looking out the um, windows, there was a group, it, they, they had masks, but they looked like a, a militia, like an army, and they had guns in their hands. They had like uh, assault rifles, assault weapons in their hands, and they were like marching, and you could, I, to me, it was just like, this looks like a nefarious group of people that we should stay away from, but they were like right across the street from the house, from the driveway that we were in. And I remember just looking at them and in my mind, in the dream, I'm thinking, if these people see us, they will shoot us. Because they have all these AK-47s. I don't know if they had AK-47s, but I'm saying that because that's what it looked like to me. They had assault rifles in their hands and they were, they just looked like they were up to no good. And I remember just looking and thinking, okay, like we need to avoid these people. And you know, moments later, my my ex-partner now just casually gets out of the car. He didn't even see what I saw, but he gets out of the car because he wanted to get something from the from the boot of the car. So he's going to the back of the car and I'm looking at him like, what is he doing? Why is he getting out the car? Oh my gosh. And so he gets out the car and these people see him. They It's like they, they were all looking somewhere and then they just turned their head and saw him. They were like, ooh, fresh meat. And they started shooting. They started shooting. They started coming. They basically was ganging up on him. They was beating him to a pulp. And I'm telling you, my my ex-partner was fighting for his life. He was really putting up a fight. A fight that one person against 10 plus people could put up. He was really doing it. And I was looking for maybe a few seconds and I was like, if I get out this car and help this guy, I'm going to die. That was my exact thoughts. I was like, if I get out this car and help him, I will die and I thought about it and I was like you know what whatever I guess I'm just gonna have to do it so I got out the car and I'm running and I'm calling his name I'm like hey hey you know I'm running 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 and I don't even I I don't even get to him these people shot me they they shoot me perfect shot shot me straight in the chest and I woke up out of my sleep 
Like, I know you've I know you've watched a movie where someone had a nightmare and they just shot out of their sleep. That's exactly the way I thought because I was like, am I gonna die? Like, I remember just pressing into prayer. I had to, I woke up maybe around 2, 3 a.m. that day and I was just praying. I was like, you know what, let me just pray for a few hours because this is crazy. Like, I will not die in Jesus' name. I will live and declare the works of the Lord. That's what I was saying, like, for two hours straight, speaking in tongues, because I was like, is this an attack? Like, what the heck is happening? And I remember asking God, God, will I die? Is this a, is this a warning? Am I about to die? Like, Lord, what's happening? And I remember God told me, God said, you won't die, but the investment that I've placed in you will if you marry this guy. And I was like, mm, all right, you know what? You know what, boss? Boss is God, God is boss. You know what, boss? I yield, I yield because I'm not, I'm not, no, 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 no. You mean to tell me, mm -mm, when I gave my life to you and I did all of those things in my youth and you're telling me that everything's gonna die if I marry him? You're telling me that I'm gonna commit spiritual suicide if I marry this guy? No way, I give up, I give up. And I remember after that day, my prayer point now became, Lord, give me the strength, give me the courage to end this thing. Give it to me because I've been in a relationship with this person for over five years. This person has invested things into me. I've invested things into this person. We've invested time into each other. How can I just approach this person and say, I don't wanna marry you anymore. God, God is saying that I shouldn't marry you. How would that look? I said, God, how would this look? I've already sent, saved the dates to people. We already booked a venue. My parents are already showing, I should be in Nigeria right now. What am I gonna do? I started freaking out because I was like, this is not gonna be good. My parents are gonna be so mad. This guy is gonna be so mad with me. I don't know if this is gonna make him resort to violence. I was so, so scared. And I was ask asking God, God, you know what? If I cannot do this, do it yourself, break this off yourself because I can't do it. So that was the cold feet. That that was all of it, that was all of it. I tried to put as much information as I could, but that was it. This segment is really long. It's almost twice as long as the other segments. So I'm gonna wrap it up. And the next segment that I come back to talk about is the breakup. So stay tuned and thanks for listening. Thanks so much for rocking with me during today's episode. Feel free to leave a comment and follow me on my socials. Don't be a stranger. Be kind. Talk soon. Peace.